just outside the two third and goal Kansas City Mahomes back in the pocket scrambling far side left he's still got it at the five shuffles it forward touchdown to McKinnon and he made it look easy a typical Mahomes pass the shovel forward with the right hand nobody on McKinnon touchdown Kansas City Made it look easy could actually just be the slogan of the evening here in Kansas City and out there in Las Vegas where the Kansas City Chiefs clinched the number one seed in the AFC with a victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. After everything that came and went this offseason in the AFC West, not only did the Chiefs clinch the division before Christmas, they swept it. 6-0 in the vaunted AFC West for the Chiefs as they end the regular season at 14-3. and Again, your final score over the Raiders, 31-13. to Welcome in to the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. I am Joshua Briscoe, the Drake, on the other side of the glass. Uh, continuing coverage on uh, the KU basketball front going on on the other side of the glass uh, behind me, 15-10 a.m. and 94.5 FM if you want to continue hearing more from KU. In the meantime, if you want to uh, sound off here, 913-3810-810. We'll take a few calls as we continue on. It'll be a little bit of a uh, an abridged version of the show, really just, just a later start as uh, KU gets the victory on the road. But really here, we are here to talk about the Chiefs' victory on the road. And anything you could have drawn up to ask for entering the playoffs this seems like it should have checked just about every box for you. It certainly did for me. I am really encouraged, as I have been a few weeks in a row now, about the progress of this young defense. I am over the moon about the performances we're seeing from Chris Jones, leading to even more good work from rookie defensive end George Karloftis, who really seems to be hitting his stride. Overall, the defensive line just had a feasting day where Mike Dana, Carlos Dunlap, and really the the whole crew all together, Colin Saunders on both sides of the ball, got involved, and that's, again, beyond just Jones Jones and Karloftis and sort of the, the usual cast of characters. A defense that looked better against Jarrett Stidham than the Niners defense did last week, and that's not all one-to-one, obviously. Uh, The backup quarterback's debut usually seems to go better than their second game, so I'm willing to give the Niners the benefit of the doubt. That defense is still pretty good. But tell me what else you would have asked for coming into this football game, if not a dominant-looking performance, by and large, on both sides of the football, and a game that ended with Chad Henney kneeling it out. That's pretty much the assignment for the final game of the regular season that locks up your first round bye. And yes, if the Bills win tomorrow and the Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship game is the ticket to get to the Super Bowl, that game would play uh, in a to-be-determined neutral site. Any other opponent in the AFC Championship game, should the Chiefs get there, that game happens at Arrowhead Stadium. That is probably, that's really the only amount I want to talk about the... uh, Potential scenarios anymore tonight. We talked about them all week. We'll talk about them after we have the game results on Sunday. So I don't want to do all of the uh, back of the napkin math today because that's not the important thing. The important thing is how the Chiefs looked. We've talked about the Chiefs playing a tale of two halves. We've talked about the Chiefs not beating lesser opponents. 
strongly enough. We've talked about one side of the ball sparing the other side of the ball. We've talked about good games derailed by special teams. Because with the Chiefs, you can't say both sides of the ball. You have to say all sides of the ball because there are three of them. Special teams have really made an impact in a negative way by and large this year. Today in Vegas, Patrick Mahomes, hold your breath, played like the MVP. It's because he is, but he also played like it. The ground game became a larger factor when they were just putting it away at the end, but Isaiah Pacheco runs with an energy and a violence that remains fun and will remain fun going into the playoffs. You got your Ronald Jones game, not just kind of closing it out later on, but also scoring a touchdown earlier on. You saw Jarek McKinnon, of course, score a touchdown. His stat line ends two receptions, zero yards, one touchdown. Hilarious. Perfect. Why wouldn't that be it? You got your deep shot play early on, the Justin Watson, who actually led the team in receiving, which is shocking. You probably wouldn't have been too excited if I would have told you, and frankly, I'm just looking at the box score again now. These numbers are hilarious. 202 yards and one touchdown for Patrick Mahomes in the air. You'd go, oh God, what happened? Especially when 67 of those came on one pass early on? Impossible. Well, the Chiefs had some short fields. They moved the ball and they needed to move the ball. They were effective in the red zone. They were downright disrespectful. Running snow globes and Colin Saunders out of the backfield. Looking at the box score here is only doing it a disservice because I think it makes this game look weirder than it actually was. Because the watching live experience of this game was actually pretty simple. One team had better talent, was better coached, played better ball, planned better, executed better, had the horses. It was the type of game that you see in college more than you see in the NFL where one team's just outclassed. Again, not to belabor this point, but outclassed to the extent that you are playing ring around the rosy before a snap of what should have been a touchdown if not for a really soft holding call. A team running number 99 out of the backfield for a trick shot touchdown. It's not just about the dominance for me, for what the Chiefs did in this game. It's also about the the style. It was fun football. It, it wasn't all clenched muscles and sweating bullets in the fourth quarter because we've just gotten used to that. It was, by and large, pretty easygoing, wire-to-wire excellence. And frankly, for a team that has Patrick Mahomes, we've talked about the running game some, Kadarius Tony just, I think, is going to be... <sighs> if he can, if Kadarius Tony can just stay healthy next year, whole offseason, 
for Andy Reid to just draw up little jitterbug plays for him. That dude moves differently. Even just, hey, give Andy Reid a bye week and the playoffs are coming around. No McCool Hardman in this game either, so we still haven't seen much of Hardman and Tony on the field together. You hope that happens by playoff time. The most important thing of all of it is that you know they're not playing next week. The neutral site stuff does not bother me one bit. The NFL had to figure out what to do with an impossible situation, all of that. But more than anything else, it was clean, crisp, wire-to-wire, dominant, fun, excellent football. No big, ridiculous mistake shooting yourself in the foot on special teams. A outrageous day from Chris Jones and that defensive line. Just putting Jarrett Stidham in hell. And an offense that was distributing amongst its playmakers. Moving the ball pretty effectively and just looking like the Chiefs. Looking like the good old Chiefs ramping up for the playoffs. What a great way to not worry about football tomorrow or next weekend. We have had a lot of post-game show conversations this year where I felt like I had aged pretty significantly over the previous four hours or so. I felt rejuvenated today. I feel great. I I could go back and try to actually find an answer to this sort of rhetorical question I'm asking you and myself, but when was the last time there was a Chiefs game that was as fun as this one was? They looked good against the Seahawks, and it was really encouraging defensively. Defense especially, just watching them try to continue that against the Broncos last week was also pretty good, but... Broncos game before that, no fun. Bengals loss, obviously no fun. That Rams game was sort of beaten up on a JV team. You give them some credit for different things, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily terribly enjoyable. They put up 44 on the Niners right after the Bills loss. The home opener, I guess not, not excuse me, not the home opener, just the opener period, week one at Arizona. If it wasn't for Harrison Butker and Chip McDuffie getting hurt, that one would have been like the Hakuna Matata, no worries sort of game. But that's it today. I'm I'm eating bugs over here. That This is the Hakuna Matata game. Don't look at me like that, Drake. That's not your brow furrow. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Or at least for a week and a half or so. That's our problem-free philosophy. Blow out the Raiders. That's what it was today. I hope that that's an energy that everybody can take with you uh, through, again, a great slate of games tomorrow. We'll see how Buffalo plays, where they end up. We'll see if you got to stress out about your AFC Championship game, home or neutral sites. Again, I'm at this point, the, the if you would have said two weeks ago, before Bills Bengals ever kicked off, and then that game walked all the way up to the brink of unspeakable tragedy and now we're back to a place where DeMar Hamlin put out a tweet and an Instagram post early during the game today the word miraculous does not feel like an overstatement just tremendous news there but you go back before that game ever would have kicked off on Monday and you would have said hey here's a totally random scenario where the, the Chiefs 
have the, the, the one seed. They have the first round bye, but if they play against Buffalo, they're going to go do it in Vegas or Tennessee or Miami or whatever because Indy and Detroit have both already opted out, basically. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. I, I would have been not, no hesitation at all. If you would have given me a world where the Chiefs could not play next weekend and then they would have been stuck on the road the rest of the way, I, I think I probably would have taken that. Because this next upcoming week, Frank Clark leaves the game with an injury, does not return. McCole Hardman does not play in this game. You had a lot of guys entering the game questionable. Several of them played. Butker, Sneed, Tooney, all out there, all played through the game. Sneed left briefly, came back. Just getting the rest of a week, not having to prepare for an opponent this week, and having a 0% chance that your playoff life is cut one week short like that. All great news for Kansas City. Nothing nothing about the championship game that has not arrived yet, that has not had teams assigned to it yet. None of that matters right now. The Chiefs handled their business today and looked great doing it. Style points don't matter in your final score, but they certainly matter with the morale heading in to the playoffs. So I feel excellent about all this. I hope you do as well. We'll start taking your calls here in just a second. Then we'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Bolton, and Chris Jones. Plus, we'll talk to Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Uh, Also, even more good news when they put up 31 points. This is all good news for you. You know the drill at this point, I'd imagine. When Kansas City scores, you score big. Your local CBD American Shaman. And our team's score is your percent off. They scored 31 points, so you get 31% off all day tomorrow. And I'm guessing perhaps extending through Monday, because usually games happen on Sundays. 31% off at CBD American Shaman on orders of $100 or more. Again, CBD American Shaman, because life is better with the feather. Let's hit the phones, and we'll open it up with Kyle. Kyle, you're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. How you feeling, Kyle? I'm feeling good, Josh. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Man, you blew my... You took my thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... uh, I just wanted to say that this was a good game all around, yep. and I feel pretty good about this uh, uh, postseason coming uh, postseason. I feel pretty good. Uh, this game made me feel pretty good going into the postseason than the previous uh, couple week games that we played. So uh, defense played good. Offense, I, I really liked the running game today too from the uh, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't throw the ball much uh, like they're normally do, but I'm really glad that the running game, they established the running game today. Uh, but uh, Josh, thank you for taking my call, and I'll listen off the air. Kyle, thank you as always, my friend. Uh, happy to share the thunder on this one, because I think that, and, and look, sometimes we get some real, uh, uh, I don't know, disagreeing opinions on the calls over the course of a show. I hope that's how everybody feels. If not, I want to hear why. Maybe you're not as excited as it sounds like Kyle and I are, but yeah, I just... You wanted to see no backbreaking mistakes, nothing dumb, no big injuries, play some good football, and they played some great football. And you're right, again, the the box score is hilarious because 202 passing yards for one touchdown on 18 of 26 for Patrick Mahomes, out of context, is not an impressive stat line. Um 168 yards on the ground is shocking for the Chiefs. They did it on 28 carries. That's six yards per carry. Yeah, that'll do. Isaiah Pacheco had the 31-yarder that was just 
beautiful, explosive football. Ronald Jones had the one to, to get them into kneel-down ter- territory late in the game. Mahomes scrambled. Kadarius Tony got three handoffs uh, out of the backfield. Everything was working. The only thing that didn't work was that play to uh, Colin Saunders, which I'm guessing Mahomes and, uh, and Chris Jones talked about today that we'll hear from in a little bit. But I, I just think it's Good Vibes Central headed into the playoffs right now. Uh, or Good Vibes West, perhaps, because that's all the Chiefs have. Uh, next up, we go to Ryan. Ryan, you're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Ryan, how are you feeling? Uh, absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You sound energetic as ever. Hey, I've got five things written down here. Hit me. Hey, defense, up front, wow. Uh, everybody on the defense, basically. Uh, but the up front, uh, sacks, the, 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 the tackling today seemed legit. Uh, Bolton, that's, that's the guy. I don't know how many. Did he leave the NFL? I don't want to answer it just yet. But I want you to like look up it. Did he leave the NFL in tackles? Just not right now. Especially, of course, they played first this weekend. But uh, second one was Tony. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, thank you, Tony, for coming here. And mm-hmm. hopefully he stays always. He's not hurt. You didn't say that, did he? No, 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 no. He, he was, he's all oh. good health-wise today. The only injury that I know yeah, of right yeah. now is Frank Clark. Well, exactly. So that, then that's fine. Uh, understandable. Hopefully Frank Clark, hey, prayers, 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 right? Everybody gets prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the Pacheco, uh, the studs, we got Pacheco, McKinnon, um, and Jones now. It looks like why we saved him. I mean, I like it. I, and they ran the ball today up front, got physical, started with that. They shouldn't, you know, they got away from it a little bit. It looked like right, I don't know, second quarter, third quarter. Uh, but we're right back to it. Just played physical football today. Um, another thing, we had Mahomes. Um, we had Mahomes. And then the last thing I have is just we're on the way to the trophy. Everybody better believe because we're on the way to the trophy and uh, negativity. Or be at ease today, Gary. But go, Chiefs. Come on now, Ryan. Appreciate you as always, my friend. Uh, yeah, here's the thing: the the physicality of this game, absolutely there, while coexisting with the finesse, stupid things Patrick Mahomes can do with the football. When we talked about these last couple of weeks, hey, can this team actually win the Super Bowl? Are they too flawed? When I said no, they're not too flawed. Yes, they can, of course, win the Super Bowl. It's a flawed league with flawed teams in it. But the Chiefs have just had some variance up and down when they've played really good football versus not very good football. This is what it can look like today. And the Raiders had had some pride to play for. They have this quarterback they're trying to make something out of and a bunch of dudes out there who still care. The Chiefs owned him today. All you can do is be the team in front of you, and specifically on the defensive side, I'm at three games in a row, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders, feeling really good about the direction, and this is, this. I'm, I'm now arguing with something that hasn't even been said yet, but if you are thinking like, okay, yeah, but again, the opponent, right? How many times have we talked about not having strong enough, opponent, uh, uh, strong enough performances against subpar opponents? We do it all the time. <laughs> it, it, it's happened like three times a month this season. You might not think very much of the interior defense, or the interior offensive line that Vegas has, but you think that in part because of how bleeping dominant the Chiefs were in the trenches today. It feels great for the Chiefs to win a game in the trenches that then extends to great moments from Kadarius Tony, great moments from Patrick Mahomes, 
Just an offense humming, a defense squishing things. Stupendous. Fills my fills my heart with joy. Next up, we got Dan. Dan, you're on Sports Radio 810. Whoop, Dan, you got me? Hey, 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 Josh, how, how you doing? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. How about them Chiefs? Number one seed, yeah. It was a great game, yeah. All, all around great game. Special teams are really, really good, Joshua. And uh, the defense, how about that? Chris Jones with two sacks and uh, and a sack and a half by Carlos and uh, two sacks by Mike Dana. I like what I'm seeing, you know. And uh, I'm telling you so well, Joshua. And when Frank Clark, Clark gets back, the defensive line is going to be more dominant. And i uh, like to see in the playoffs Chris Jones get that first sack. You know, he's going to be on the man on the mission. Let's take care of whoever we play in. And uh, I'm glad that uh, it's all going, doing great for Damar and Hamlin, you know. Yes. In all the years I've seen it, I've never seen anything like that, you know. The only time I've seen anything that bad on a football field was when uh, Jack Tatum hit uh, Daryl Stingley. At the time, mm-hmm. nobody knew how bad that was until they found out he paralyzed him. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was a great uh, all-around game. Let's go, Joshua. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Take care of yourself. Dan, appreciate you as always, man. Always good to hear from you. Uh, something else as I was looking in here, you mentioned the, the Dana Sacks and everything. It's just it's just really nice for the Chiefs to also put up a clean sheet on the turnover front to take two away from the Raiders, win in the red zone, turn those turnovers into points, turn those opportunities into progressively better opportunities for themselves. It just, just feels like it's time for the playoffs. It's felt like that a little bit for a few weeks and kind of an autopilot since. Right now, though, it feels like they are ready for the playoffs, which I thought they'd get there, but boy, it's nice to see it on the field knowing that we're not going to have any Chiefs football next weekend. Last call here. Let's go to Parker. Parker, you're on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What's up, Parker? Hi, Josh. Great to hear from you. I had the, I thought the show was starting, and I had to run out of my gym so I could go <laughs> in my car to call. Um I just have a few notes. I, Please. You know, I saw, you know, coming into this game, I was kind of like Seth. I was like, something's going to go wrong. We're going to fumble the one seed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I made plans. I was like, I'm, I don't even want to watch the first part of this game because it's going to be too stressful. <laughs> I turned it on anyway. What a great time. Yeah. The most complete win of this year. Just super relieving. All three sides. I mean, a 62-yard punt from Tommy Townsend. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Connor that McGregor walked from a punter. Are you kidding me? I know. Beautiful. Uh, I, I just want to say, I, I saw that you said this was an unzipped game. Yes. I think that's, I think that's underselling it a little bit. <laughs> this is a clown car with a V12. I mean, this is... Somehow we were flying down the field and pulling out all the plays that we just have saved, I guess, and... Didn't really know if we wanted to use them in the playoffs, so we just just started pulling more clowns out of the car. Um, and just one final note, not really a negative, but you know, earlier on in the year we were talking about what McDuffie's weakness was. Mm-hmm. Turns out it might be uh, the Raiders' uh, graceful white horse coming from the sandy <laughs> white shores of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> He, he put that man in a spin cycle, but it, it happens to all of us. The fact that we only have one real thing to ever say about McDuffie, and it's all positive otherwise, is amazing. He's going to be a superstar. I'm super pumped, man. The energy in this game was great. If we can carry this over, I'll be super happy and just looking forward to all of our hopeful playoff success. 
Me so, too. Parker, thanks again, stay, Josh. stay on hold for me so I can get the uh, Drake to get your info. I really appreciate the call. And also, yeah, I mean, look, who hasn't been put in a spin cycle by Hunter Renfro once or twice? That's the that's the one kryptonite for uh, <laughs> that's the one kryptonite for Jim McDuffie. Good stuff, Parker, uh, and uh, good enough to make you our green grass. Cattle Company, caller of the game. We're going to send you a tomahawk steak, courtesy of our friends there at Greengrass Cattle Co. You can visit their store in Weston, Missouri, a 45 highway, less than a mile from the ranch, or order online at greengrasscattleco.com, and they'll deliver right to your door. Locally owned and operated right there in Weston. They do great work. It was a treat to get out there earlier this year, or I guess late last year now. Um, good to be out there and uh, and see how they do things. Awesome to get to uh, also sample the product. I know you'll enjoy it very much. Again, visit them online at greengrasscattleco.com and they can deliver right to your door. We'll take a time out of our own here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB Post Game Show brought to you by CBD American Shaman. When we come back, we're going to see either it's uh, Matt Derrick or Andy Reid. I feel pretty good about our options. I'm Joshua Briscoe, the Drake on the other side of the glass. More 810 post game next. Second down and five. Here's another end around to Tony. Breaks the tackle 10, five. And did he get the pylon? Yes. Touchdown, Chiefs. Canarius Tony really did it twice in the red zone. That is our sweet play of the game brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Andy's sweet play of the game because boy, I think Andy Reid enjoys having Kadarius Tony there to play with in the offense. Stop by any KC location at an Andy's Frozen Custard for Travis Kelsey's 87 and running concrete and help raise money for this worthy cause. 87 and running and Andy's Frozen Custard, the perfect option play for KC fans everywhere. The perfect choice for us here on a brisk evening now is Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, there were plenty of good things to choose from in this game. My general takeaway is, huh, good vibes headed into the postseason, a bye week, nothing that I can really come up with to complain about. It's a weird feeling, but I'm not complaining about it. I was wondering what the kind of vibe was out there and everything, because I have have no complaints. I mean, I can't really quibble with anything after this game. This team needed to come out and have a, a clean, complete, efficient effort. And that's exactly what that was. So, I mean, I don't know I if you could hear where I have a lot of complaints after that one. No, and so instead of doing the thing that it feels like we've fallen into the habit of, which is uh, Matt Chiefs win, but this thing went poorly, how do they fix it? Let me ask you this way. What was the most impressive thing that you saw today, understanding, you know, the story of the Chiefs this year and, and some of the places where they haven't been as consistently flawless? Yeah, I mean... I think that the biggest thing that stood out today was, was on the defensive side in particular, and certainly the play up the front four. Um, the defensive line dominated everything. I mean, mm-hmm. in, the, in the pass game, the run game, I mean, they, the, clearly, you know, the, the Raiders' game plan was to feed Josh Jacobs, see if they couldn't help him pat his lead for the rushing title, um, use play action when they needed to to move the football just like they did against the 49ers, and they accomplished neither of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo had a really good game plan for attacking that play-action game. Uh, they used some safety blitzes. They were still able to get some penetration with the four up front uh, very effectively. And this wasn't a fully manned Raiders team, and they, they were checked out to a bit. And they're just trying to experiment and see what they've got. But at the same time, I mean, they had they, they were trying to win this game. I mean, there's no doubt they, they had some energy into it, but it wasn't good enough. And, and I think the fact that the Chiefs were able to control this game defensively and at the line of scrimmage, something that they had to show that they could do. And, you know, and to me, I circle it back because we've been talking about it. You know, what does this team need to do? 
I needed to see this team and, and what they need to do in the postseason is they need to get off the field. Mm. And the ways that they do that, turnovers, you get two of those today, good. Red zone defense, you get a fourth down stop in the red zone, good. Uh, the, the one drawbacks, I think they finished 50% on third down, not so good. That's the only area. I mean, two out of three, not bad. But if third downs were better, this would be an absolutely complete effort for this team today. And I think you're, you're 100% right that it's it's really hard to have that conversation without it starting with those those front four. I mean, the Chiefs were getting pressure consistently without it always having to be exotic. Now, uh, Spags got there, um, Justin Reed right before the Thornhill pick, and all. I mean, there 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 was a lot of stuff that was working. I think it may have been our friend Seth Kaiser who said that uh, he was giving Stidham the Jordan Love treatment. Um, if I gave that credit to Seth unfairly, I, I apologize. I hate to give him credit even when he deserves it. Uh, uh, but that that was sort of what it felt like they were they were cooking with defensively. But just for Chris Jones to be an animal, uh, for George Karloftis to be able to play off of that, it seems like his growth has been real. Mike Dana was very involved. I just I'm left incredibly encouraged by that effort, specifically from those front lines. And that was in a game where where Frank Clark barely played. Yeah, I mean the fact that you do lose Frank Clark and the rest of those guys stepped off, and you know, and, and I don't even think we mentioned Carlos Dunlap, and he was involved yep. too. Yep. You know, Bats down another path. Um, I think that was. I think I thought that was his eighth of the season and leads the league in, in pass defense for mm-hmm. defensive ends. Um, that's something this team's been pretty good at. I, I mean, and still, the one thing that we have to see is that we need some consistency, and you need to back this up. Yep. I mean, sure, it's a great performance against the six and eleven football team. But I emphasize, 6-11 and 11 football team. You're not going to be facing any more of those going forward. So is, is the defense going to be as good? Is the, is the front four and the pass rush going to be as good? I'm not expecting that. But if they can find a way to, to finally get some consistency and this is the kind of effort we're going to see, I like their chances. Yeah. And one thing that I'm, I'm looking at, and these teams are all – out of the playoff picture, uh, with apologies to the Seahawks, who might be just outside looking in still and need, need some help, I think, this weekend. But one thing that I, I have seen consistently in the last three games, noting the competition, but the defense beyond just the front four, they've been aggressive. They've been swarming. They've been meeting the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage and not always waiting for it to get there. I, I saw a lot of that today, the the tackling from the defensive backs, and then I already mentioned the uh, the safeties, playing better the linebackers in the passing game middle of the field short stuff again not ideal we've that that's nothing new but um i I really am buying into a lot of those things that we have seen consistently even though i i'm not i guess adjusting for the opponent as much as i i could possibly be so how how do you weigh that if you do take into account these these last quick math here 180 minutes of of football uh, specifically on the defensive side yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about, what, uh, 10, 24, and 13. That's, again, two out of three pretty good performances and mm-hmm. against the Broncos. I think you have to say at least seven of those points were on the offense. Yep. So, you know, to me, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. And you're right, they're, they're not playoff caliber teams that you're going to see in the AFC mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. But is the defense trending in the right direction? You know what? I mean, just looking back at it and – and I tell you what, if we took out, and I know you don't can't really take it out, and or if we just did what we're doing with the Broncos last week and putting seven of those points on the offense, some of those points against the Broncos back in week fourteen were on the offense as well mm-hmm. in special teams. 
And otherwise, you know, we're talking about since the bye week, 17, 17, 27 to the Chargers, no problem with that. 10, 27 to the Bengals, no problem with that. 28 to the Broncos when your offense and your, and your special teams has, to, has a bunch of turnovers. No. Uh, 24 to the Texans, okay, eh. 10 to the Seahawks, good. Broncos, 24, 13. I mean, you know, this defense, it, it just if you look at them just since the bye week, this defense has been better. They've been getting better each week. Have they been consistent? No. I mean, you, you can tell it from the numbers we're talking about here just as far as points allowed, which isn't the end-all, be-all of all statistics. But even counting that, this team in the second half of the season, and I think even trending towards the end of the season, has been closer to a, a top 10, top 12 defense than maybe its overall metrics for the entire season show, you know, because they, they weren't very good early on, and they had some really tough times. But that's to expect from a young defense. And the two things that you I would expect from a young defense in a year like this is that, one, they're going to get better throughout the year. Has this defense done that? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be inconsistent. Have they done that? Yes. Yep. I mean, you're just hoping that that inconsistency and the mistakes go away. And the fact that this was a clean football game is a very you know, good indication to me for this team. Yeah, I agree 100%. We, we are not going to have to have a serious conversation about special teams today. What a thrill. Um, and then offensively, I, I hadn't even really looked at the box score until I was like getting into the, the open of this show. And the, the fact that Patrick Mahomes ended this game with 202 passing yards and just one touchdown, um, you, you could have fooled me. I would have taken the over on the 202 pretty handily before I actually looked at the stat line. It just felt like the offense was largely working today, and that's in part because they got 170 yards nearly on the ground. But uh, tell me if there's something that I'm missing offensively or if it was just sort of um, efficient uh, efficiency, some brutalism perhaps, uh, some real disrespect and some trick plays that didn't actually work but were on the track to working. Uh, I just I, I feel good about that side of the ball, which I guess is less surprising because Patrick Mahomes quarterbacks it. Yeah, I mean, let's, the, the Raiders were trying to play the strategy against the Chiefs, which is the keep-away strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, their, their, their approach was to run the football, to use play action, they wanted to have these seven, eight-minute drives and you know make sure that she don't have a ton of possessions. They did that effectively. They just forgot two things. <laughs> One, they forgot to make sure the Chiefs don't score most of the time they had the football right. and, you know, in, a, in a reasonable position to score. And the Chiefs did that pretty much every time they had a chance to. And two, they forgot to score themselves. I mean, they had a lot of long drives that went absolutely nowhere. Um, that, I mean, that's fine. If you're going to have three drives of 10 plays or more, and you're only going to get 10 points out of it. That's a win for the Chiefs' defense to me. So I think that's in the offensively, like I said, I mean, they didn't have to do much. But they scored 31 points when they weren't really trying very hard. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big to me. But I, I tell you what, the one thing that was probably most impressive to this day for, for this team, and I would say that this is on the coaching side plus the player side on, on, on every part of the ball, is that they, they were having fun and they were emotionally invested. And yep. I wasn't certain that we were going to see that from a lot of teams this yep. week. This has been a hard week. And I, I think that mm. was one of the reasons why we saw Andy Reid, you know, having that, that chuckle and a smile on his face when they ran Snow Globe yeah. was that he's like, these guys are having fun. And he, I, I don't know if he was certain that his team was going to have fun this week. Wow, that's a great point. I, I mentioned right out of the gate, like it was, it was playing well, but also – I think I just said fun football, but I hadn't even really thought about that in relation to how very little of this week could have possibly been fun 
in the preparation getting to this point um that's a that's a great point maybe that's maybe that's why the snow globe got uh, got shook up a little bit today uh, here's my last thing for you involving Snow Globe and the highlight we played uh, right before we got started. I- I'm going to need you to tell me that Kadarius Tony isn't just uh, a pair of healthy hamstrings away from ending his career in Canton at some point because he looks like he was <laughs> he was handmade for this offense. You know, I mean, you talk about that, and we are seeing the exact same thing with another player right now in Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> God, Jared? yeah, no kidding. Derek McKinnon was born to be in this offense. Yeah. And the fact that it took him so long to get into this spot and, and to get into a rhythm, I mean, you know, I looked at it, what, uh, I mentioned this earlier, the dude's played, what, 104 NFL games. He's been in the league eight years. And he scored 29 touchdowns in his career. Nine of those have been in, like, the last eight games. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, absolutely. And sure, you know, hey, hey, hot opportunity and take advantage of it. But you're right. I mean, that's exactly what happens when a player with a unique skill set ends up in the hands of a great coach. And we're seeing it with Patrick Mahomes, too. Yeah, if Kadarius Tony stays healthy and, you know, applies himself. I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, it sounds like I'm talking about an underachieving high school. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you can absolutely see it. And health is probably the biggest thing to circle the fingers on, I mean, mm-hmm. because that, that has been the issue with him thus far. If he stays healthy, Andy Reid is absolutely the coach for him. Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for him. You can see what he can do. He is so toolsy. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see that. I know on the broadcast, they, they said that Brett Beach thinks that he, he could be this team's best receiver right now. I mean, there's, that potential is there. Yeah. It absolutely is. Matt, um, toolsy without ever being a tool. Really, really, your uh, your tagline. Uh, I, I have often said that to people, but I decided to finally say it publicly to you since you uh, since you brought it up. A tool, toolless, toolsy. I'm not sure. Um, you got the toolbox. That's one of, my, with all that's the one of the better compliments I've ever received, Josh. So thank you very much. You are definitely toolsy, and you are definitely not a tool. I I don't know how to wrap it up into like a Twitter bio for you, but I'll uh, I'll give it some thought over the next two weeks. Because I'm not going to have to talk to you on post-game next weekend because they got the one seed. That's actually my last thing for you. How do you quantify how big of a deal that was? AFC Championship game location completely notwithstanding. No football next week for the Chiefs. What does that mean? Well, and I, and I once again, I'm with Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid and his team, they'd be glad to play in a parking lot. So mm-hmm. where you play isn't that big of a deal to me. But having two weeks off to rest your bodies and get everybody healthy – and the idea that this team could go into the postseason with its entire receiver group 100% or as close as it could be, mm. and being able to, to get McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony on this offense at the same time, uh, you get your pass rushers healthy, you know, Frank Clark gets some time to rest that groin, all of these things, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the dream. And that, that bye week is huge. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's a great gift for the Chiefs. I mean, it's good fortunes that they took advantage of. Um, we'll worry about the rest of it later. I yep. mean, I'm, I'm, don't worry about anything with Buffalo or where the FC Championship game. There's a lot of moving parts before then. Just take advantage of the bye week, rest up, and, you know, I'm sure Andy Reid's going to end up giving these guys a couple of days off this week, and they'll get back at it later in the week, probably Thursday or Friday, and they'll be ahead of the rest of the week. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Matt, looking forward to uh, talking to you to the z- on the zone on Friday. We'll take next week off. Enjoy the football tomorrow. Enjoy the playoffs next weekend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
I like the way you think, Joshua. Take care. Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest, another man really, really worthy of a bye week to rest up and get right. You know, we got a lot of moving parts ourselves to deal with, and uh, we'll take some time to do that. We'll also take a quick time out here before we hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They're coming up next here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. Sitham now in the shotgun. Four-man Chiefs rush back at his goal line. Looking right, throwing up for grabs downfield, and it's picked off at the 45-yard line. That's Thornhill with his first, or excuse me, third interception of the season. And that ball just hung in the air. Thornhill had the best chance to catch it, and he did. A great pick there from Juan Thornhill. A great day for the Chiefs defense altogether. That is our defensive play of the game brought to you by Slagle Fence. When you need a fence, call Slagle Fence. Slagle Fence installs it all from wood to ornamental steel to vinyl to chain link. No job is too large and it'll look great too. Schedule your free estimate by going to slaglefence.com or call 816-863-6159. Really encouraged by the overall direction of the defense over these last few weeks. Secondary has been great. The young guys have really looked like they have learned a lot and have been able to put it together over the course of this season. Right now, this team just played its most complete game in a while in the last game of the regular season. A week off to get ready for the divisional round. No need for wildcard football for the Chiefs as they took care of business 31-13 to over the Raiders today. We'll hear from Andy Reid just on the other side of this. Brought to you by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Andy Reid is presented by Robert Brogdon Buick GMC and Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Visit BrogdonAutomotive.com. We start from the top. Andy Reid with his opening statement after the win and what he saw from the injury front for the Chiefs. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, really, it was just Frank Clark. Um, uh, and not just, but it was Frank Clark that uh, has a groin strain. So um, we'll see see how he does here. He's got a little bit of time here, which is a good thing to, to recover. Um, the, our fans were unbelievable. I, I mentioned, literally mentioned it before the game to the guys. There's a lot of red there. There's a lot of black, too. And it's just going to be continuous noise throughout the throughout the game. So normally when your defense on an away game doesn't have to worry about the noise, they were going to have to worry about it today. And that's a, my hat goes out to our fans. Um, I thought our run defense and pass defense were tremendous. The fourth down stand, I thought, kind of set the tempo for for the game um, as we win. Mike Dana, with the, he doesn't get mentioned very often, with a couple sacks in there along with Chris Jones and um, and George. So our defensive front, I thought, starts with them, and I thought they played played well. Our young our, our young defensive secondary, I thought, also played well, especially the safeties. They again, they don't get a lot of credit for what they do, but I thought they really played played well um, and very aggressive um, on offense. Uh, starts with the offensive line, uh, just like it does on the other side with the defensive line. I, I thought we did a good job against what I thought was a, a good defensive front. Um, both 98 and 99 are good good rushers, and our guys did a good job there. So um, it was good to see KT get a back-to-back uh, a game like that and back-to-back touchdowns. One got called back, and he got another one right after that. So he's tough to tough to bring down and great quickness. Um, Justin Watson starting it off with the, with the big catch. Pat was on fire. Uh, 105 quarterback rating again. I mean, he's throwing these things out there like they're nothing. And uh, uh, but that was a big play again, setting a setting the tempo. 
Um, and then Kelsey, again, uh, doing what he's done. I know he came up a couple catches short of, uh, of the record, but he, uh, in my mind, he's got the record. So, And then Juju and, uh, you know, the, all the guys. I mean, they, they, all, played, they all played well, so uh, the receiving core. And then Tommy on special teams. Uh, I mean, what a weapon he, he's become. So I thought he, he really uh, did a nice job kicking the ball, punting the ball. It was good for Butt to get the um, get a field goal in there too. So, with that, time's yours. I mean, just going through the credits in that game, Andy Reid had a lot of guys to spotlight. A lot of guys played really good football on all three sides of the ball. Good for Butt, also. I mean, you love to hear Andy Reid say the phrase "good for Butt" whenever possible. Uh, also, good for everybody. Butt and his uh, back strain. Frank Clark, as he tries to get healthy from the injury he suffered today. McCole Hardman working his way back. Good for everybody to not have to be out there next weekend. Here's Andy Reid on securing the one seed. Yeah, I think. Listen, I think it's a, a good thing. I, I mean, you, you still got to take care of business. Our guys understand that. We'll, you know, we'll give them a couple days, a few days off there um, next week, and then get them back in and towards the end of the week and and get some uh, get some practice in there, but. Uh, and then start the regular week after that. But uh, to just take a step back and get yourself where you feel stronger and healthier and so on. So mentally and physically is a good thing. Extra rest, extra work, no game. It's all good for the Chiefs to have that one seed now locked up. Uh, also, it's just been dominance after dominance in the AFC West. I mentioned at the top of the show, the Chiefs swept the division this year, 6-0. and And also, Patrick Mahomes is, I believe, now 16-0 and against AFC West opponents on the road. That's crazy. Um, and I think offset by the Broncos game, and then he could have would have missed one maybe in there with the injury. I'm not sure. I just did the I didn't do the math in my head. I just remember seeing that at some point. Um, undefeated on the road in the AFC West for Patrick Mahomes, six and zero against the AFC West all around this season. Here's Andy Reid on continuing to dominate the division even after a crazy offseason of changes. Yeah, well, I, I listen. I give credit to the coaches and the players for that. Uh, <clears throat> it started with with Pat taking the guys, the receiving core. That's where he had a bunch of. Uh, new guys that he was going to have to deal with in just a split second, so uh, and with accuracy, and he he was able to do that and get him, get them on the, the same page. He's taking a bow back there, um, and then uh, um, you know defensively with our with all the young guys that Brett brought in, uh, not only were they tremendous players, but they're um, they, they worked like crazy to step up and do the job that they did, particularly in the secondary. Every week they got a little bit better. So I, you know, but my hat goes off to the coaches. Coaches worked hard. Players worked hard. Good things. Good things have happened to this point. We still have some games left here, so we we need to take care of business on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, credit to Mahomes. He's taking a bow back there. Is a a funny cycle of how things went from early on in the off season, getting everybody on the same page. To this point, now fourteen and three, and a dominant performance in the the West once again. A lot of questions about, of course, the snow globe, spinning huddle, ring around the rosy, Arctic circle play. Uh, Andy Reid talked quite a bit about everything that went on there. Uh, well, you saw how it ended up. That's a benefit. Um, so it's just to create a little bit of confusion and then line up in something that's not familiar uh, to, the, to the opposing team. I thought the guys executed it well. We ended up with a holding, the holding call on it, but 
they did they did good with it. And the players enjoy doing that stuff. So a little creativity that they they come up with these things. So we just throw them out there and let them work them. That's what I want to ask you about that. To some degree, it's it's for competitive advantage, but it's, at some level, is it still want to just make this you do but you want to score too i mean that's uh um that's it's not fun when you're not doing that well they we've done it we've kind of messed around with it in practice but pat we call it the laboratory in there he gets the guys down there and then they 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 don't put their name on it they just bring it to me and i've got 51 percent of the vote so if i like it you know we go with it um, well, we had it was in the Christmas spirit. It was reindeer personnel and, and then Arctic Circle here. We, you know. So reindeer personnel, Arctic Circle. But after the game on the field, Mahomes said in his on-field interview it was the snow globe. So uh, maybe it was snow globe in the lab when they were coming up with it. They got it to Andy Reid. He approved, and then he renamed it Arctic Circle. Fantastic. Uh, maybe next time we get Arctic Monkeys. I don't know what that would be. Did they start spinning and then they play a little song? I don't know. That was just for Drake. I thought I thought Drake would enjoy. I was listening to some Arctic Monkeys over the weekend. Sterling convinced me to. I don't know. It was a weird. I always liked Arctic Monkeys. I can't design the plays, but I could help come up with names for them. That's what. That's the service I'm willing to offer to the Chiefs. Don't let me draw them up, but bring them to me. I'll name them. We'll make them go viral. Uh, next here from Andy Reid, talking a little bit about the opposition sideline, Josh McDaniels' version of the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh has done a heck of a job now. I mean, nobody's had more close games than what he's had, and that's in your first year. I mean, that's a, it's a tribute to him and his guys for playing like they do. So um, we knew that coming in here, that they were playing well. I mean, they just held the 49ers to that last week, and, and so we, we need to make sure they got our complete attention. Um, but our guys did a good job, you know. We, we needed to get the three phases working together, and I, I thought the guys uh, did that. All three phases showed up and, and did a nice job. Well, I'm not all that interested in uh, more on Josh McDaniels' Raiders, although I am intrigued to see what Andy Reid thinks about going to Jarrett Stidham and what it was like playing against him as opposed to years of getting ready for Derek Carr from, from Vegas. Yeah, so I didn't know much about Stidham other from his college tape, and I, I really liked him coming out. Um, Derek Carr, I got a ton of respect for. I've had a chance to coach him in the Pro Bowl, and um, so both of them, I, you know, Stidham for a young guy's got. It looks like he has a nice career ahead of him, and Derek, uh, he'll hook on with somebody, and I'm sure, and, and do a great job there if he's not back here, right? So he's a, he's a true pro and a heck of a football player. Now we go to the defensive line. We've already talked about it quite a bit today, and rightfully so. Andy Reid on the season Chris Jones has been having. Yeah, he uh, he worked tremendously hard in the offseason. <clears throat> and uh, not that he hasn't been, but he, he really worked hard at it. I, I think uh, he and Joe um, Cullen uh, hit it off, and that's uh, they have a nice little thing going there chemistry-wise. And, and uh, so I, I think that was a, a plus. Joe's... Master technician, uh, especially in the pass rush game, both things, but pass rush in particular. And you know, he, I'm sure Chris would tell you he gave him a couple little things he could use, and and um, you know, Chris did the rest. I mean, it's been a, a tremendous year for Jones. Uh, it's been a tremendous 
season in terms of point A to point B for the rookie on the edge, George Karloftis. Uh, Andy Reid also spent some time talking about the former water polo player turned this team's second best pass rusher at this point in the season. Starting to look that way for George Karloftis. Yeah, I'm proud of that kid uh, because it's hard. That It's hard to make it through as a rookie period, 17 games, <clears throat> but uh, get better every week at that position. Uh, um, you know, is something. I mean, that's a, it's as much mental as it is physical, and, and he is relentless. You see him at practice, he goes 100 miles an hour at practice, he transfers that into game. So my hat goes off to him. On the other side, there were some great performances today from Max Crosby. Got to Mahomes once and got flagged for it, got later, and uh, made had a little bit of damage. Look, if, if Max Crosby wanted to end up on the Chiefs' plane back to Kansas City, it wouldn't bother me one bit. Here's Andy Reid on what Crosby was able to do to the Chiefs' offense today. Yeah, so that's not again. He's an all-pro player, <clears throat> and, um, and he's 100 miles an hour, likewise, every play. And he's going to get there, you, you know, going against his old teammate, and those two get after each other. Um, Wiley, I'm talking about, so college teammate. Um, but he, he's my hat goes off to him. He's going to get there. You know, he's a good player. He's going to get there every once in a while. But you just uh, want to make sure it doesn't completely disrupt uh, your, your offense. Yeah, overall, I thought the Chiefs actually did an okay job handling Crosby because he is a very good player. His old college teammate, Andrew Wiley, across from him, had his hands full. Raiders won a couple of those reps, but uh, Chiefs did okay in their own right. Uh, here is Andy Reid back on the offensive side talking about one of the electric players in this game today. Andy Reid on the value that Kadarius Tony brings to the offense. Yeah, he does. And, and the, you know, the way we're running the ball, our running backs are, are working like crazy on that. And you saw the big one that, that 10 had at the end. But you kind of mix that in, and, and Kadarius has got a little bit of each. He's got the receiving part. And then you hand him the football, and uh, he, he, he can do some damage. So, And he loves to play. I mean, that's a, the thing you appreciate about him. He's really been excellent. He's been dynamic. I think we're going to see more highlights from him coming up in these playoffs. Last thing here from Andy Reid is about getting to the playoffs and hitting on all phases right as they're on the horizon. Yeah, we needed that. We, we really hadn't uh, put it all together. Um, I thought this was a good time that, you know, if I had to pick a time to do it, this was a good time to do it. We strive for it every week, but it seemed like it all kind of came together uh, today, which was, which was a plus. Kind of interesting there. We needed that. If I had to pick a time for us to be able to do it, I, I agree. It's just not always the kind of thing you hear from Andy Reid about, you know, if, if this game would have been sloppy, I think he would have said, you know, we got some things to clean up. We'll get there by the playoffs. But it, it was pretty evident from the surface from for all of us watching. Just really nice for the Chiefs to put together a clean, excellent, all-around performance. We'll hear from the quarterback side of it here, Patrick Mahomes, uh, what he brought to the podium after bringing a really nice performance with a sort of a quiet stat line. That's always a little odd. Uh, but Mahomes was masterful in the offense today. We'll hear from him right after you hear this from Xfinity. Patrick Mahomes' press conference brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity Internet. Stay connected with Wi-Fi coverage that delivers the speed, reliability, and coverage you need. Can your internet do that? We talked about the Chiefs going 6-0 and 
in the AFC West this year. Here's Mahomes talking about sustaining the winning ways the Chiefs have brought after an offseason of some changes and also some doubts. I mean, it was started before I was even here, and so um, you get a lot of guys in here that learn how we do things. Um, we have a lot of veterans on our team, and when you bring in uh, new guys, you just you just show them by the way you act. And uh, we luckily for us, Brett Veach and Coach Reed brought in a lot of guys that were ready to work and wanted to get out there as quickly as possible. And I think you've seen as the season's gone on, uh, those rookies are getting better, and then uh, the veterans are, are starting to hit the right moment going into the playoffs. Yeah, and everybody uh, hitting the stride right now. That, that can kind of be the theme of the day uh, because the success predating Mahomes continuing through this year, it's it's been, if not dominant, in the aggregate it has been because no one else has touched the top of the West in a very long time. Uh, the Ring Around the Rosie, Snow Globe, Arctic Circle, Reindeer Personnel play. Patrick Mahomes uh, certainly was able to uh, talk a little bit about where those came from in the lab. I told Colin, I was like, I'm pretty sure Trav was wide open as my second read, but I was just like, I got to give him a chance. And I, there was like a, a linebacker almost stumbled. but I don't know if he'd have caught it. He he actually has really good hands, but I, I don't know about his vertical, so I don't know if I'd have been able to throw him a jump ball. Um, but, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we work on stuff throughout the entire season um, and then try to call it in the right moments. Um, and Coach Reed gives, gives us some freedom to do some of our own flair to it. And so that, uh, that circle one was one that we had kind of – we had ran some plays like it, and, and we talked about it on the side, and we were like, hey, let's, let's, we'll, we'll see if we do this, get some confusion going to throw something back. Um, and the, all, the, all the things, it has to work, and it worked. We just got the holding penalty. So we'll have to uh, get some good stuff going for the playoffs, and uh, whenever we run, it has to work. Patrick, how much was the circle play? First of all, was it snow globe or arctic circle? And second, how much did, did you have to say in – how that got designed to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's a combination. It's like reindeer personnel, Arctic Circle, um, snow globe. Whatever. I mean, that it's. I just call it snow globe's easiest way to – that's why I said it out there. It's the easiest way to say it. It's, it's a long play call. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – it's, uh, it was something we had we had kind of practiced on actually last year uh, of doing that kind of getting confusion going and getting to the line and snapping it. We didn't get the chance to run it last year. Um, it kind of got thrown, not away, but you, you kind of, as you season gets started up, you go back to the basics. And as the season went back on, I was like kind of nudging Coach Reed. I was like, hey, let's, let's bring it back in a different way. And uh, we didn't have that throwback on it the last time we ran it. Um, so hopefully we can maybe do it again and get back to whatever we, we ran last time and get another touchdown. Arctic Circle, Snow Globe, Reindeer Personnel, Dasher, Blitzen, Throwback on three. Complicated or not, it was fun and it worked, and that holding penalty made me sad because that should have been the highlight of the week. Uh, regardless, Kadarius Tony got involved plenty, and uh, maybe we'll see some more uh, Arctic Circle motion coming from the Chiefs at some point in the future. Probably not this playoff run, but I bet they're going to have something special for the next few weeks. Um, from the uh, other side here for Mahomes, I think taking a, uh, the shot to Justin Watson early in the game and uh, having an offense that was able to be aggressive. Mahomes talking about uh, what was different this week. Yeah, I mean, I still could have been better, especially in the second half. But, um, yeah, it was nice to get that going early, especially. And like you said, Justin wasn't the first read, but he was kind of like those alert. He's like an alert where you get your eyes there just to see. Um, and and he, he did a good job on that motion. He didn't get the ball thrown to him all practice, and he, and he was just staying alive. And they played a coverage that they don't play a lot. Um, where, they, where they're playing a little two into the, the field. Um, he kind of got down that, uh, where would be the red line, the sideline, um, and I was able to get the ball to him and make a play. Um, I was disappointed he didn't score. He's supposed to be like the fastest dude on the field, but he, he didn't get in there. So I'm sure McColl and Marquez will give him a little crap for that.
Yeah, I mean, look, he had the space. He got it out there and then didn't score off of it. What happened to Forrest Gump? I, I was thinking the same thing. Glad Mahomes said it, though, because he gave him the nickname. Uh, also here from Mahomes on the serious side again, the the strangeness in the depths of, of what this game meant. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, it ended up being in the the echo of great news instead of in the shadow of terrible news, but still an incredibly odd week of preparation as they were the first team back, the first game back after DeMar Hamlin's scary situation for Monday night. Again, followed up by a lot of good news over the 48 hours or so preceding this game. But Mahomes talked about what it was actually like to be out there and to be the first team on the field after DeMar Hamlin went down. Yeah, it was definitely definitely weird, man. I mean, it's, it, it's, um, it's a game that you love. Uh, a game that you love, you've played your entire life, and you've enjoyed, had so many great moments, and it's brought so many great things to you. Um, but obviously, um, with the situation that happened on Monday night with DeMar, I mean, you still have that in the back of your mind. Um, not not him going down or anything like that, but just you, you want to be there for him. There's so much stuff bigger than football uh, that was kind of in your mind. And so I was just glad we were able to get out there, and, and even though it was we were the first team back, I, we were able to get through there with not a lot of injuries, and, and guys were able to just go out there and enjoy it and have fun again. And... Um, I said it uh, at the end of the game there um, to the broadcast, but, it, I mean, it helped out a lot that he was able to make that video. Even though I didn't see it, he made the video and was able to talk to his teammates again, and everything's looking great because that gives you a little bit of that final thing, like, all right, this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to go out there and, and give joy to not only us, but the, the rest of the world watching us. I think that's a great perspective of um, the good news, again, as I mentioned. DeMar Hamlin posting on Instagram and tweeting right before and, and right early in this game. Uh, I, I saw just a little bit ago as the post game we were starting um, a screenshot of him FaceTiming with someone and you could see the, the picture of him in the in the bottom right corner. Huge smile on his face. I mean, just a, a tremendously uplifting turn of events there. And I, I imagine that made made it a lot easier to take the field today knowing that this is going to ultimately be that his GoFundMe has raised like eight million dollars now that this could end up being uh, a cause for good after being just the most horrible thing we've seen on a football field just on Monday night. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Buck and Trakeman are back on TV again here for the late game on uh, on ESPN here in this this Saturday weekend slate of games. Just a remarkable wire-to-wire and, and a great turn of events uh, over the last, again, 48, 72 hours or so. Meanwhile, back in the uh, AFC West, Patrick Mahomes talking about winning in the division once more, and if there's uh, a little more juice when they go out there against the divisional rifles. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that, that was something that was instilled with me uh, right when I got here is um, the, the we were going to focus on the AFC West opponents. We we believe we have one of the best divisions, not the best division in football. Um, and so we know if we can handle business in the AFC West, it's going to put us in the position uh, to be where we want to be at, at the end of the year. Um, and so, the, like like I've said a lot, is our first goal is win the AFC West. Second goal is uh, to get home field advantage, which we're in a weird spot there. Um, but uh, now we're going to get this by and try to get back to the playoffs, um, get a home game at Arrowhead, and, and try to handle business there against what will be another great football team. If you look at the AFC, the AFC in general, every single team, uh, one through really eight, nine, can, can make a run at the Super Bowl. So we know we're going to get a, a good test no matter who it is. Yeah, I mean, there will be uh, interesting opponents after everything shakes out, but they're so far removed from where they need to you know, end up worrying about who the opponent coming to Arrowhead will be. We just know it'll be at Arrowhead for the first game that you've played in the postseason. It won't have to be next week, so that's a real win-win for where they're at right now. AFC Championship game, that'll take care of itself. 
Uh, this is something that Matt Derrick also brought up when we chatted with him earlier in the show. Patrick Mahomes here talking about if if running and practicing those trick plays over the course of the year helps keep everybody locked in over the course of a long season. And then, of course, this week in a very strange week altogether. So here's Mahomes about what that dynamic is like uh, behind the scenes. It's You have to have fun out there. I mean, we, we practice hard. Uh, we go out there and we, we try to get the best out of every single day. Um, but the coaches let us have fun. And I think that's what keeps us going. Um, and it's a long season. A lot of practices and sometimes you just want to play the games. But uh, we've built this uh, culture of let's go out there and practice, have a great time doing it, enjoy it, have fun. Um, but at the same time, uh, let's be great. And uh, that's stuff that, uh, like I said, was here before I even got here. And I'm just glad I'm in this organization and get to do it every single day. Well, I mean, he's he is embodied that energy really, really well, even if he wants to give credit to the organization for having some of that before he arrived. Uh, the have fun, be great sort of methodology, I think is a very good one and is very descriptive of, of how Patrick Mahomes plays the sport of football. Also true for how Kadarius Tony plays football. I'm really excited to talk about him. I, I, I hope we talk about him a lot for years because the highlights he has had so far in his brief time as a member of the Chiefs have been tremendous. And Patrick Mahomes had very high praise for Kadarius Tony. Yeah, even even more than I think we thought. I mean, we, we knew he was talented, um, but uh, for him to, to get accustomed to the offense this fast and be able to be out there for multiple plays now, and um, even if he's not getting the football, he's in the right spot, he's doing the right things, he's getting himself open, um, it just adds another dimension. He's, just, he's a special type of talent that's different than any, any player that I think I've played with as far as the way he lateral he's able to move. Um, and so uh, he, he's getting better and better at running routes that we run in this offense. I think you all saw that today. Um, and now let's, let's try to get 17 back, another speed guy, and we, I think this offense can even take it even a, another step. I don't know how you could think anything other than that. Like, you have to be excited about the next gear of this offense. Hardman back in the playoffs. You hope. Setbacks. and He's been close, it seems like, for weeks now, but he was activated off IR and then was inactive today because of the setback and all that. But ultimately, if Kadarius Tony gets the obvious stuff in the offense. You know, Mahomes saying getting better at the routes we run in this offense. I think that'll come. And when that gets paired with, as Patrick Mahomes said, who has not only played with, you know, McCole Hardman currently on the roster, but there was a guy who wore number 10 in previous years, who I remember having a lot of juice laterally. And I don't even think what he said there about Kadarius Tony is wrong. Like, Kadarius Tony has little, like, teleportations. Tyreek Hill's a burner forever. I mean, this isn't really about him. Canarius Tony just moves differently than mere mortals tend to, and, and Tyreek Hill's no mere mortal. But I, I'm not going to correct Mahomes on that one, and I'm really excited to see what Tony can do for this offense. I'm also excited to not have to see Max Crosby again this year. I'm guessing Patrick Mahomes is too. Here is, uh, here's Mahomes on uh, Crosby and what he was able to do defensively against that Chiefs offense today. He's, a, he's an absolute monster. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, that's that's it. I mean, we know. I mean, we have a plan for him. He he he. Everybody has a plan for him. He does a good job of still making an impact on the game. Um, and we go at it. I mean, he's a competitor like I am. Um, but I have so much respect for him because the way he plays. Because when sometimes when you're when you're that good and that talented, you can take plays off, and he takes zero plays off. He he plays the run, the pass, whatever it is. Every single play as hard as you can. And uh, that is. He, he was a threat at multiple times. He was effective a couple of times. 
Overall, though, the Chiefs offense was able to do most of the stuff it wanted to do today, uh, even though, yeah, Andrew Wiley certainly had his hands full with his former teammate. We'll take a quick timeout here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show, and then we'll come back and hear from the defensive side as Nick Bolton and Chris Jones both spoke to the media right after the game. It's all brought to you by CBD American Shaman. When Kansas City scores, you score big at your local CBD American Shaman. Our team's score is your percent off. They scored 31 points, so you get 31% off on orders of $100 or more. At CBD American Shaman, where life is better with the feather. McKinnon will go in motion, stops us a slot right, but it's a running play right up the gut. 2-1 touchdown, Ronald Jones. They just pushed the defensive line back, a little motion right. Jones came back up the middle, two-yard touchdown, and the Chiefs are ahead 16-3, or excuse me, 13-3. And who couldn't have seen that coming? Ronald Jones touchdown in January? Hey, look, I actually thought that there was a pretty good chance of that if you would have asked me in uh, October, I guess. Maybe even, or maybe more like August. (laughs) I thought we might see some Ronald Jones getting involved, but today he scores in the final game of the regular season. And it's our play of the game brought to you by Central Bank. For more, visit them online at centralbank.net. In fact, Ronald Jones ended up having all around a a nice effort today as he had a a longer run late in the game to put it on ice. 10 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown by far Ronald Jones's biggest game as a member of the Chiefs. You want to have three guys in that backfield who can get it done? I feel like Ronald Jones always had a little bit of a a chance and a nice role in this offense, but clearly Isaiah Pacheco is the sort of running down RB1, and Jarek McKinnon is a positionless, ageless wonder at this point. But I see Ronald Jones get into the end zone as well. We talked quite a bit about the offensive side and heard from the offensive guys and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but it's about time to hear from the defensive side as well. We'll hear from Nick Bolton and Chris Jones here in our Locker Room Report presented by Twin Peaks. The Chiefs Locker Room Report is brought to you by Twin Peaks. No one does football like Twin Peaks. Whatever your preference, they have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu, second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man-sized drafts at Twin Peaks. Nick Bolton continued to rack up the tackles today as the Chiefs defense held the Raiders to just 13 points. Here's the Chiefs green dot Mike linebacker Nick Bolton. Nucleus of guys, you know, got a lot of young guys who are willing to buy in and uh, do their job and do their one eleventh and uh, communicate, um, and also just respect those other guys and come in and work every single day. And um, I, th- I praise those guys that we lost. Uh, kind of set the standard of what, what we want to do here, and um, uh, we just had some guys come in and just buy into that and it helped us out a lot. Yeah, man, uh, I was there just a year a year ago, so uh, I know how it be up and down and um, how the training camp goes. When guys get dinged up, I see those guys still competing, uh, push through. Uh, we are, all our rookies, they did that uh, throughout training camp, and it kind of benefited them going into the season, helping them make a back push uh, for these last couple games. Yeah, you talked about training camp. You guys Oh, yeah. Like I said, like Patrick mentioned earlier, uh, we kind of want to come in and win the AFC West. Uh, we know how good our division is. Uh, so that's our first one and also getting home field advantage. And uh, it's still in kind of a dicey situation with that one. But uh, again, uh, we kind of our goals, we kind of accomplished those. And um, our next goal is kind of compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, we got a week off and we come back and try to compete for that as well. 
Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, those games we didn't tackle very well, and uh, I didn't really tackle that good today. Um, so just cleaning that, cleaning that up. Uh, I feel like those those run out to catch and yards at the catches with playmakers on those two teams, especially um, those guys can uh, catch the ball and get ver- uh, get vertical and make plays. And so we just got to tackle to well in the playoffs in order to have a chance. Man, uh, I guess the biggest thing is just him being him. Uh, he doesn't try to be anybody else. He knows who knows who he is. Uh, he comes in every single day you know, and try to give his best, and that's the only thing we can ask for. Uh, he comes in. Uh, he plays three tech, plays a shade, plays the end, uh, work, plays a pass, uh, hold off double teams. Uh, he keeps the linebackers clean. Uh, that's been a benefit uh, for me for sure, um, and then also for Willie and the other guys, and uh, also the D linemen. Uh, we always know that Tristan will get the slide, so uh, backside usually can get one on ones, and so it helps uh, the back uh, backside generate pressure, uh, and that's good for our defense as well. Nick, uh, you and talked a lot about the culture of this team what you, uh, since you joined here in the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the culture and how you become a part of that. Oh, yeah. Since I came here, uh, the standards have always been winning. Um, we come in a training camp, we bust our butts off to try to put ourselves in position to win games. Um, and ultimately, I uh, won the AFC West. And so, uh, Coach Reed and uh, our coaches, Coach Spags, uh, they do a great job of pushing us every single day uh, to try to put ourselves in that position. And um, um, as we stay kept going, uh, when the roads get tough, it brings us together. Uh, like lean on the leaders a lot. Um, it, it forces us to kind of grow together. Um, young guys, again, uh, those guys have been ter- uh, terrific. Uh, they've been buying into the culture and uh, pushing themselves every single day to get better. And I think that's what it takes to be good in this league. Nick, Nick, you've seen it in practice, but to see it in a game today with the, I guess, the Arctic Circle, the, the spinning around like in the offense, just what was your first reaction when they when they showed that in, in practice? Yeah, I actually didn't see that in the game today. Uh, so uh, I, I might not uh, speak correctly on that, but I seem to do it in practice. Uh, they kind of do it every every uh, every week. And so I uh, just have fun with it, man. And um, never don't know who's getting the ball. Uh, those guys, the playmaker, the dynamic on offense, and Coach Reed does a great job uh, putting guys in position to make plays. There's Nick Bolton after the game against the Raiders. Uh, it's funny, stuff like that of, of well, you know, I actually didn't see the play that everyone's talking about because they're over there, you know, trying to focus on their side of things. Just sort of a funny dynamic of uh, how how different games can be on the sidelines versus watching at home versus watching the press box. Different vantage points bring a lot of – here. Spags will occasionally also do that where someone will say, so what did you think whenever you saw that play? Like, oh, I was not paying attention to our offense. I was, I was over on the uh, – I almost said iPad, but I don't want the NFL Microsoft Surface. They don't they don't pay me to say that, so I call whatever I want. But I imagine Spags would have said the iPad. I'm I'm pretty sure he he would. Um, but that's just uh, that's that's part of it. That's part of the, the the charm, part of the excellence. Really, you got to have a total disregard for the branding to be a good defensive coordinator. I don't know if you have to uh, have a disregard for the branding to be an excellent defensive tackle, uh, but that's what Chris Jones is. Uh, another dominant football game from number 95. Really excited to see what he's able to do in the playoffs, hoping that he can put up some of the stats this uh, this postseason that he hasn't been able to put up lately because it would be the, the deserved exclamation point on his season here. Here's Chris Jones after today's game. Um. It's been fun. Uh, we still got a ways to go. Leading into the playoff, um, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And I think we finish in a good good mind frame, good place as a D-line overall. Uh, my supporting cast, when I'm with those guys, been able to do for me, free me open. Joe Cullen bringing him in as a mentor for me and as a D-line coach has um, completely transpired my game. Um, whether it's the run game or the pass rush, so I'm very grateful. How eager are you, or have you been for a while, 
You know, last year stuck with me. Uh, I had two critical plays that I should have made um, that I missed, and um, yeah, we know how the game went. So this year we we eager to get after it after the bye week, of course, and home field advantage. Chris, what specifically has Joe Collin done for you game? Um, most importantly, we have the same mind frame and <clears throat> passion towards pass rushing. You know, I love to pass rush. Uh, Natural born pass rusher. <laughs> but um, we emphasize on improving in the run this year. Um, taking my game to another level on the pass rush and the run game and um, pushing me to become a more complete player than just a pass rusher. Chris, is there an extra bit of satisfaction when a team knows they're double teaming you? You know they're double teaming you, that the slot's coming to you, and you still get a sack like the first one today? It's more so understanding. Um, I know it's coming, I haven't seen it throughout the year, and it's about my counter-reaction. I'm going to play it, what I'm able to do in this defense that Spags allowed me to do, and um, you know, the first, first one's very successful with it. This is the first game since Lamar Hamlin was hurt. I, I wonder if, how you processed any of that, if it was or wasn't a factor anyway before you got out there and played um, thoughts and prayers go out to DeMar. Um, I read that he's um, actually talking now. He sent a message to the team, and that's tremendous to, to, to watch that um, from home on my couch, which it could have been one of my brothers who I play with. Um, I definitely was affected emotionally, and going into this game, being the first game that's played since that um, incident that happened, you know, it was heavy on my heart. I said a prayer for him, and um, I said a prayer for my teammates also to ensure that safety. I don't think it's ever out of your mind as a player to experience that. I think you try to mask it with what's going on in your surroundings. Chris, I asked you last week about Colin Saunders and him being healthy. This week you got a chance on offense. Did you see his play? <laughs> Pat should have threw it. <laughs> Pat should have threw it. I'm blaming Pat. It's the quarterback fault. Um, we've been working at play since uh, week one of the season. And um, I think this is the second time they called it. The first time they called the timeout. Coach Reed took him out second time. Um, Pat should have threw it, but the defensive um, DB ran up field, which forced Colin to kind of angle it out. And he wanted to, yeah. Was it a good route? Uh, with the circumstances, uh, I can't go against my guy. He's a deep block guy, yeah. Okay. Derek Carr, a number of times you've gotten a car. The first time you faced out Jarrett Stidham. What did you see in that quarterback, that new quarterback that got his first start last week? He's very poised. Um, I think with uh, repetition, he, he, can, he can be a good quarterback in this league. Um, he'll stand in the pocket, he'll take a hit. He, he's very patient with it. Yeah. He's understanding of the game, very shifty also. So much respect to him and uh, Raiders organization for believing in him and actually starting him over Derek Carr. Wish him much success. Not against the Chiefs, though. Hey Chris, how complete of a game was today's defensive performance? You should always be critical of your, you look at performances with a critical eye. How would you rate today? We dropped a few interceptions. Um, we led two to three quarterback runs. 
get out past six to eight yards. I mean, uh, we can be better in that area, but I think we played pretty good um, last game of the season. Um, knock on wood. Hopefully everyone came out healthy. Um, we got a week off. Um, we, we came in with the intention knowing what's at stake and uh, what we're fighting for. And uh, we was able to win the game, most importantly. So um, head into the playoffs, we get a bye week. We get home field advantage, everything we wanted going into the season. And um, we're looking forward to the playoffs. We'll go three more. We'll go Sam, Scott, and then Lynn. Chris, how different of a player is I love George, man. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we kind of asked George to step in and be a starter on this defense. It's not comical, but um, he's answered. Um, I think he's going to be a tremendous player. Um, the more he play, the more repetition he, he's out there, the more he's able to fill the game, the more knowledge he has. And you got to be patient with him. He's young. Uh, got to give him time to grow. But I love George. That's my guy. Um, what is it? Five for five right now? Oh, okay, George. Um, yeah, um, he's been staying with me after practice, working on his pass rushing. Um, the commitment that he's um, he's broadcasted throughout the season is starting to show on the field. And sometimes it doesn't translate with your work that you put in and you expect this. And sometimes you don't get that. And I was telling him, you got to be patient with that. Sometimes it's not for you to get it. You know, it's not in your plan to get as many sacks as you want to get. Sometimes it's about the growing process, what you learn throughout the year to become a player that you're going to be. So he's very understanding today. I have a lot of uh, talks with him about being patient. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's your first year. We know you want 20 sacks, and you know everybody wants the double-digit sacks. But it's a process that you got to go through in order to achieve that type of success. Last one, man. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, just this level of satisfaction getting through the season and sweeping the division. Oh, man, that's refreshing. Um, <laughs> listen, um, you know, going into the year, uh, we had a lot of criticism on. We might be the worst team in this division, and I know every player in that locker room and every coach in that locker room. Um, heard about it or seen it on social media or on the ESPN, and with all the all the transitions this defense, I mean this um, division made, whether bringing in Chandler Jones, uh, Russell Wilson, and the Chargers adding Khalil Mack, you know, they counted us out, and with, with Coach Reed and Pat. And the supporting cast, we was able to overcome every adversity, every stick and stone that were thrown our way, and um, go undefeated in the division. So I think that's tremendous. Uh, it takes a lot to do that. That's not an easy task. It's, it's take, it takes a lot from each individual also to buy in and to truly believe in that. And uh, I'm just extremely, I'm extremely proud of these of these young men. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Good stuff there from Chris Jones after the game in Vegas. Look, I'll I'll give you this much just for myself. I had the Chiefs win in this uh, division. I had them over their over under by I think two full wins from what where where Vegas and all the sports books had them. And I didn't think they were going to sweep the division because that's just a really bleeping hard thing to do. And for all of the, you know, overexertion people were going through to crown the, the Broncos and the steps they made to get better or say, oh, the Raiders are bringing it all together now. Or, of course, the Chargers taking another step. 
The Chargers are a legitimately good football team. The Chiefs only, only I say, beat them by six total points over their two games, right? They uh, handle the Raiders in, in these two, but it's hard to win divisional matchups at home and on the road. Think about all the games the Chiefs dropped, weird divisional games they've dropped over the years. And the Broncos, of course, were a mess. They got them twice late in the year. Even when it was bad, you thought that maybe they'd figure it out a little bit later on. This season is going to be so interesting to see how how fans remember it. Because week by week, I think the predominant emotion of the season might have been frustration. But when you look back on what this year was, sweeping the AFC West after that offseason clinching the division a week before Christmas and now the one seed the first round bye going into the playoffs I think we're going to remember the whole of this season more fondly than remembered each game and ending it this way most certainly helps my name is Joshua Briscoe here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB post game show on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City it's brought to you by CBD American Shaman free CBD samples every day Dylan Michaels in the big chair on the other side of the glass now Dylan so far so good this to this point in the postseason or in the uh, post game show we're not in the postseason yet we'll see if see if we have to call on you in the postseason but uh, stepping in for the Drake, you know, injuries happen sometimes. I'm not going to say anything about the status of Drake's groin. One way or the other. But we're still rolling on here on the A10 postgame show. Still need to hear from Josh McDaniels and uh, give some final thoughts on the Chiefs' regular season. Then we'll be able to hand you over for, I think, probably the whole fourth quarter of Jags and Titans right now. The Jags have the ball. They are moving. They are down six. It's 16-10 to 10 right now with Joshua Dobbs' Tennessee Titans uh, with a six-point lead over Trevor Lawrence's Jags. A very AFC South showdown. Win and in. Whoever wins this game takes the AFC. FC South. But again, we'll, we'll bring you the fourth quarter here on your home for the NFL Sports Radio 810 WHB. More post-game action next. Play clock dwindling down, but Stidham gets it away. We have a flag on the plate late. Stidham got hit. He got fumbled, and the Chiefs pick it up at the 30-yard line of the Raiders. The defense just made plays today, taking the ball back from Jarrett Stidham. Via the ground, via the air, one of each as the Chiefs win the turnover battle and uh, ultimately just put out the exact type of performance you'd like to see as you get ready for the postseason. If there's anything you need to get figured out before the postseason, I might just suggest that you make sure that you take this extra week of time to make sure you've got the best product for the best pre-game, in-game, or post-game meal in town by going to Greengrass Cattle Company. You can visit them in Weston at their store off 45 Highway, less than a mile from the ranch, or order online at greengrasscattleco.com. They'll deliver right to your door. Again, they're locally owned and operated in Weston, Missouri. I've been out there to uh, visit the ranch, meet some cows, feed some cows, generally have a good time, see the whole operation. It was really cool. I'm a real believer in what they do there, and uh, I think it's awesome that they are, in fact, locally owned and operated, and everything you'd like to see uh, a company be 
uh, local and the best product you could possibly imagine. They implement the best practices with their premium Black Angus cattle, providing the best feed, clean water, and a low-stress environment to make sure you have the best-tasting beef in town. So go check out Greengrass Cattle Company at their store in Weston, off 45 Highway, or at greengrasscattleco.com, and they'll deliver right to your door. Get that handled over the bye week. You got some extra time. A little extra time to prep, a little extra time to rest. That was the message from Andy Reid. Could be the message for you as well. A lot more time for Josh McDaniels to figure out his next steps. Obviously, ending on a loss, a 6-11 season for Josh McDaniels in his first year as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Feels about right. That 6-11 season where by the end of it, you've lost faith in your starting quarterback, but you're going to keep Devontae Adams around and then figure it out from there. A lot of questions to be answered by Josh McDaniels. We'll hear from him next. Uh, Brought to you by Metcalf Carstar. Brought to you by Metcalf Carstar. If your vehicle gets sacked on the road, take it to Metcalf Carstar, the collision repair experts. They make it convenient and easy to get back on the road. Go to carstar.com and search Metcalf Carstar. Carstar. Relax. They'll take it from here. Here's Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels as he answers questions about this game and most certainly, I'd assume, looking forward to what the year to come is going to look like for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, could really get much rhythm or, or uh, momentum going in the game. So, um, again, congratulations to them, and uh, we'll learn a lot from this, obviously. We know who we're chasing, uh, and that's for sure. So, mm-hmm. Josh, now, now that this season's mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, uh, I mean, you learn something from everything. So we'll, uh, you know, the staff will watch the tape tomorrow and, um, you know, we'll be uh, very, you know, precise with what we've seen. Uh, Like I said, there's, you know, we're going to play them again, you know. And so, um, you know, we got, you know, there's a lot of things we we learned from the first time we played them and there's going to be a lot of things we learn again and there's things you learn about, you know, players, you know, situations, et cetera. So there's plenty to learn from each game. Ring around the rosy play. Do you find it disrespectful at all, or what do you no. think? No, I mean, that Coach Reed does. You know, he he has some of those things. You know, each game and um, look, the game was still. You know, at that point, still we were still competing in it. They were trying to score. If they felt like that was a play that could give them an opportunity to score a touchdown, which it almost did. Um, you know, so. You know, I mean, there's shovel passes. I mean, I've run flea flickers and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, just because the game was in the fourth quarter, doesn't mean it was out of hand yet. So, um, no, I do not at all. Josh, you've obviously seen it at a high level. Uh, the Chiefs represent it at a high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been here about a year now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I'm not asking you to put a timeline on it, but do you think it's closer or further away for you guys to be where you need to be like that? There's no, you know, there, there, there is no timeline on that. You know, I think the thing you do is you take the best, um, you, the best day you, you can have and you continue to do that and produce those through the offseason and, and improve the football team in any way that you can, you know, whether that's our process, uh, what we choose to do, how we play, how we coach, uh, the players that are on the team. The, you know, we, we have a lot of things to evaluate, obviously, and we know a lot more now than we did last January. Um, and we, we've got a, a year full of evidence of, you know, what we need to make better, you know, uh, whether it's our process or, uh, you know, on our team. So um, there's a lot of things that we can uh, look at, and we're going to address them. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll see. But every – look, every year you're trying to win. Every game you're trying to win. There's no, like, you know, seasons where you're going out there and saying this one doesn't really matter. Uh, they all matter, you know, and 
Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think everybody in this organization, you know, wants to do that, and and that's what we're going to be hard at work to do. <clears throat> uh, you're going to obviously, like you said, evaluate everything in the weeks and months ahead. Does anything stand out to you right now in terms of what happened here this season? Can you say? Can you point to different things of why it ended up this way? No, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you win and lose. I mean, you know, today wasn't a really close game, but we obviously have played in a lot of them, and. So, you know, going back through all those and, um, you know, we, you win you win in this league when you earn it. And that's through performance and work. And so, um, you know, we all can do something better, you know. You know, what some of us maybe more than others. And so I'll start with myself and our staff and try to do everything we can do uh, better as we go into the offseason and next year. And um, same thing with how we, how we play. So um, there's not one thing. There's too many, too many variables in football. Josh, mm -hmm. since the beginning of the season, you talked about understanding again the the expectation from Raider Nation. Mm -hmm. Now, just wrapping up Week 18, obviously so much transpired in the 18 weeks uh, leading into this. But just I want to know just your raw emotions finishing your first year as Raider head coach. Yeah, blessed, um, extremely blessed, grateful, uh, thankful for the opportunity myself. Um, appreciate the guys in the locker room, um, our team. I wouldn't. I, w I mean, look, these, these things, adversity is part of our journey and part of our story. And um, I've been on a lot of teams before that it hasn't ended perfect. And a lot of times those are the moments and those are the years and those are the games that propel you into improving. And then you have an opportunity to uh, go farther and do more. And so um, I, I couldn't be more thankful for the group in the locker room, the staff, the, the way the organization has treated me. and my family and um, you know we we're going to be hard at work uh, we know what we want to do and what we want to accomplish we didn't come here to you know just just go through it and and you know that's not what we what we're that's not our intentions and so uh, we knew when we came here there was going to be a process involved and I know people get sick and tired of hearing about that word but you know look that's that's the reality is you know there's there's work involved and there's time and there's decisions and there's evaluations that need to be made and that's what we're going to do we're going to make them and we're going to try to make the team better every way, every way that we can. <clears throat> uh, Josh, how, how would you assess your coaching this year? Uh, if you had to give yourself a Say grade. Say one more time. So how would you assess your coaching job this year? If you had to give yourself a grade, and how are you going to be able to learn to have your team close out games in the second half as opposed to this year when you guys weren't able to do that? Uh, I'm not going to grade anybody. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, we are what we are, you know, and so – um, I know there's things I can do better, and I'm going to, you know, evaluate myself first and try to do a better job what, of what I'm doing and what I'm responsible for, and I'm going to try to do that with our entire team. And so, look, the fact that you're in games, you know, gives you an opportunity, and now you have to do things at the end of those close games to, to earn the victories. And, you know, that's the nature of the National Football League. I mean, every game's pretty much every game is going to come down towards the end. And, you know, and, in order to win those, there's a lot of things you got to do right. And, uh, you know, I thought today was a good example of, you know, if you make a few mistakes against this kind of a football team and you don't take advantage of the opportunities that you have, uh, then the game can get away from you a little bit. And, uh, you know, they've been together for a long time and they, they've got, you know, a really good formula. They have a process in place that's pretty damn successful. And, um, and you know, we know, you know, we, we know who we're chasing. I think Josh McDaniel said that phrase a couple of times in that presser, and he's right. The whole AFC West, even after this entire offseason, they know who they're chasing. 
and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. 6-0 in the AFC West, 14-3 on the regular season. The now sole holders of the one seed in the AFC. Yes, again, there could be some situations where if the Bills win tomorrow and make it to the AFC Championship game, then all of a sudden you're talking about a neutral site game as opposed to it potentially being an arrowhead. Here's the biggest thing. I tell you, don't spend too much time worrying about that right now. The Bills have to get there, and the Chiefs have to get there. But they're one week closer because they don't have to play next weekend. They can rest up, get healthy, and then take whatever comes next in the AFC playoff picture. A remarkably successful season for the Chiefs. All you can really do is ask for that one seed, and that's what they did. Ups and downs and unimpressive wins over crummy teams. Well, 14-3 in the one seed. That should pretty much assuage any doubts you had about where this team belonged. That's going to do it for us here on the Sports Radio 810 WHB postgame show. Brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Free CBD samples every day. The Chiefs victorious over the Raiders, 31-13. to The offense, efficient, effective, through the air and on the ground. The defense, dominant, rushing four, getting pressure, sacking Jarrett Stidham six times the secondary young improving every week excellent today where uh hey do you realize Devonte adams had a relatively quiet afternoon all things considered if there's an argument to be made that you need to be hitting your stride in time for the playoffs there's also an argument to be made that the chiefs have done exactly that so thank you for being a part of this entire regular season of sports radio 810 whp postgame shows thanks to everyone who has hit a button for it from beers mcfly to the drake to dylan michaels behind the glass right now one more time i'm joshua briscoe we will not talk to you next weekend because the chiefs won't be playing football i'll talk to you monday on the zone and the next weekend for postgame in the meantime on the other side of this break the fourth quarter of jags titans for the afc south thanks for listening to the sports radio 810 whp postgame show Presented by CBD American Shaman. Until next time, bye mom.